Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Bravo. We're Black. Obviously, it's some people's favorite episode, which is the Bravo episode. Um, Today is an extra special day because we have a very new friend that feels like a very old friend with us here. Erin, give her the introduction to the people because this is not just anyone. This is someone who works for one of the best publications in the world. Yes, yes. She works for Essence and we are so happy to have her. It's Taylor, Taylor Crompton. It's our mm-hmm. friend. Y'all know her from that uh, Bonita article that we posted and yes. went viral and we couldn't have did that without her. So we really appreciate it. And we want to give you just a special thank you on the podcast too. Yes. We, we want you guys to put a face to the name and she's also a bravo you know a big bravo fan in general and she also is beyonce adjacent and Uh we're taylor adjacent so now we're adjacent adjacent to beyonce by default like we're like beyonce adjacent once removed um you are a freaking rock star you have been busy you made the time last minute to come and chat with us during a very special time in our lives. It's Black History Month. It's Country Music Information Month. It's like a lot of things going on right now. And we are so excited for you to be here. Welcome, Taylor. How are you? Well, it's so good to be back with my family, with my cousins, from my daddy's side, twice removed. I love everything that you do. I love everything that you have done. I couldn't have done that Essence article without y'all. I mean, the podcast you did with Vanita was really what got me thinking. So I have to also credit you as well. And I'm just really excited to talk about all things Bravo. I only keep it between like me and my sister. So like, this is great. <laughs> Yes. You're at the right place. But before we even get into all things Bravo, we want to know how you got to where you are now because you're not just a writer. You are like a rock star. You just got off of the telly with people over the seas. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. blow up your spot, obviously. I'll let you say what you can and cannot say. But like, how did you get to where you are now? 
Yeah, I have to say I was an angry black girl in college. So if you were to reverse the hands of time and look at me on campus, I was that girl who was in student government, in Black Students Association, every curricular, I was in it. And when I was at undergrad, that's when a lot of Black students started organizing around the zoo. So I was planning all the protests, all the organizings, big you know, advocate on campus for Black equity. However, the university I went to was in rural West Texas in a city and a county that had the most Trump voters per capita in the 2016 presidential election. So me being so loud and bold um, put a target on my back to the point where, you know, I'd wake up and go to class in the morning, a piece of my car would be off or I try to do something on campus and like we'd get death threats. So I was like, maybe I need to take this passion and this anger and like other places. Um, so I had a lot of internships with nonprofits in DC that really like targeted young millennials. They wanted us to like speak up and raise our voice. So I started my writing journey there. And ironically, that writing journey allowed me to speak about abortion rights at the steps of the Supreme Court when I was 20, it allowed me to start writing for Teen Vogue when I was like 21. And now I'm like 28 and a half and my whole entire journey has always been advocacy, writing, speaking up, cultural critique. And I've been blessed to do that for Essence and the Washington Post and Marie Claire and The Guardian. I was just on BBC in, in, in London talking about Beyonce. I've been on NPR talking about Usher. So it's just kind of like a beautiful whatever time has elapsed since I was on campus screaming at people that now all of my screams are writing in journalism in media. That is so dope. Did you did you know that you were going to be in media? Were you always a passionate child or did it take you a while to find that passion? Or were you like me who was like, I want to do one thing or I want to do another thing and you just end up doing what you're meant to do. It find it found you somehow. I think meant to do is the best description. I always tell people I fell into journalism. You know, I didn't formally train to be a journalist. I have two degrees in social work. And the irony is that when I had graduated with my MSW, I remember telling one of my girlfriends and I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is the right profession for me. And she's like, you just walked across the stage. And I was in Cuba for study abroad and one of our professors, he like also wrote and he was like, Taylor, like, tell me what you feel when you write. And I was like, well, I feel passionate and I feel like I'm advocating. And I feel like I'm speaking up and I feel like I'm making things aware. And he was like, so writing became social work for you at a young age. And I was like, oh, you're right. Um, and it's something that I've always done with social work. My first job out of like, grad school was social work and then I became an essential worker during the pandemic and about midway through the pandemic I was like yeah I'm gonna do writing full-time and everybody at my job was like that it's the stupidest decision you could ever do right now we're being paid we have time and a half and I was like yeah I just want to bet on me and look where it's gotten me so now I want to know too, how is that, because I imagine, was that a scary experience for you, like depending on writing full time? Because I know usually when people transition into that, it's like the work, the work is freelance, right? Most of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're, you're kind of going check to check in a sense. 
Yeah, you definitely have to be a hustler, right? It becomes that line that Jay-Z says where it's like, I'm a businessman, like you have to become a business, Mm -hmm. which for people like me, I have a Virgo moon, so it keeps me in check, but also journalism, like most arts professions, you have highs, you have lows, so you have to figure out what things I can sacrifice, right, to, to help me live this out and who can I rely upon in my community to help me out? And I have a really good community of family and friends who believe in me and support me. So like when times get tough, when I'm maybe not the hottest girl on the block, they really surround me, encapsulate me. But then when it's like weeks like this, where I'm like working for 10 plus hours, they check in on me, they call me, they give me food. So I think it's really like, you have to figure out if this is what you want to do how can you safeguard yourself so that you're in it for the long haul and you're not just like, I'm burnt, peace out. That's exactly what it is. And that is actually like wise words to live by, especially uh, in this day when you're, I feel like for anyone who's an independent contractor, like Mm -hmm. if you are not on someone's payroll, (laughs) you cannot even, even, you know, even with uh, working with like brands or, company sometimes it's like a net 10 a net 30 a net 90 you don't even know when your next check is so you should always be working and working on something you really don't even have like an off day because the good thing about working for yourself is okay you may get to sometimes work when you feel like it but if you're a hustler and uh, you have any earth signs in your placement, you're always in the back of your mind, like I need to be working. And I I understand um, that mentality because we go through that as well as creators and writing is creative. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all might not know listening to this or looking at this, but let me let you know in case you don't know beyonce giselle Knowles carter jackson gaga (laughs) the third literally you know she announced her country album we already did a whole episode about it so we're not gonna yap about that too much um Mm -hmm. you know she announced her her hair care and a bunch more care line sacred. But the most important thing that was revealed within like the last 24 hours is that she is the cover star for Essence April issue. Mm-hmm. We had already kind of not known known, but we knew because it was in the streets that she was going to be gracing the cover of mm-hmm. Essence. Um, and she looks so amazing. It's such a, a wonderful cover. It's such a great place to, to debut in 2024, especially for a hair care line, because we know that she has inches, natural inches. I mean, look who her mother is, you know, if you know anything about, I don't have to just look up Beyonce. But how was that knowing that, you know, you, you work with us since and you have this mega star who literally just broke the internet with the Verizon commercial, mm-hmm. gracing the cover of a publication that you work for, and we're all, you know you're an expert on Beyonce. I would, I would imagine that anyone that we come in any kind of contact with is an expert on Beyonce. How did it feel that she would be essentially metaphorically in the motherfucking building, like? 
how does it feel to be on that team and to be around that and to be able to talk to the masses about it? Mm -hmm. Beyonce is so smart in the way in which she uses media to work in her favor. You know, the last Essence cover she was on was 11 years ago and she was in country garb. So for her to release a country album on March 29th to have these two country singles drop after the Super Bowl and come on a cover of Essence Magazine, which I think people forget is the last black print magazine you can have at newsstands, right? And they don't run 12 issues anymore. They run six issues. So it's like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, all of that dichotomy. And it's kind of like what she's doing right now in the country music space. I think arguably that could be said for the black media space of what does it mean for the world's biggest pop star to grace essence, this staple in black media, right? That has survived all of the highs and the lows to be the first to really talk about her hair care, you know? And I was not on set, but the senior VP of Essence, she is from Houston, Texas, the entertainment director, she's from Houston, Texas. So there is this love and this camaraderie around black women from Houston, black women from Texas. And I'm just grateful that she brought that gift and that joy because for us in media right now, you know, We've seen the closure of so many publications, so many journalists are out job, especially black journalists, queer journalists, trans, non-binary, it, it goes on and on. So for a star to shed her light and be like, hey, this is where you can find the details, I think is really telling of how she intentionally moves through the world and knowing who she is and what that brings to people. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I have to say, because when I've seen it, I'm like, this is a big deal. And I know I asked you, like, behind the scenes, I was like, is there anything you can tell us? And Taylor was like, nope. Mm -mm. She was like, but I can't tell you about something else. But I, in the back of my head, I'm like, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I just know it. I just feel it. Yeah, and she didn't confirm or deny. So At I'm all. just like, okay, Beyonce, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's how I'm gonna be when I get famous. Like, you can't confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah. You can't confirm or deny if I She's even exist. Like, you can't confirm or deny if you even know that I exist. So that's the thing. NDAs all around. So for you to be able to be as close as you are from the background that you are, which is social <laughs> work, that is such um, an inspiration, and that is amazing to see and like congratulations on your name also yes. being everywhere because you were just in what time i think it was um yeah, yeah so it's just it's really it feels like it's your year as well as beyonce's year as well as everyone's year but it's just so good to be so close to someone who is uh achieving all this greatness so let's get into bravo what is your favorite Bravo show. And I know that we did the Vanita thing, but don't don't tell me it's Southern Charm because I know it's not. <laughs> so I have two shows that are really taking my attention at the moment. Mm -hmm. Real Housewives of Miami. And y'all are going to hate me, but don't nail me on the cross. Southern Hospitality is doing a really good second season. Mm -hmm. And Mia and Lucia, I don't know what battery got in their back. I don't know where they went, but baby, they are coming into every episode and delivering, calling people into account. 
standing up for each other, defending each other. And I just really love to see their friendship. You know, I don't think we see that as much on the younger shows between like two black women with the exception of like Summer House and then Summer House Martha's Vineyard. But they really have like unified in a way on the second season at Southern Hospitality that brings me a lot of joy. Because if someone tries to come for one, the other one is straight on backup. I have been watching Southern Hospitality. It's, it's not ranking high, but I will say that they're, like I like you said, they're doing a really good soft season because that's important. Because if mm-hmm. you d- deliver a good first season, okay, but what, it's just like a sophomore album. Are you going to be able yeah. to deliver that second time around? So I totally agree. And I also can agree that they are carrying the show. Like, Miss, Miss Maddie's cute. But we've seen that storyline time and time and time again. Trevor is 100% cheating. Uh, Joe Bradley is like his name. He is a gas station man. Like, please stop arguing over this. Danielle, please let Luann have him. Um, And then as far as G. Lily, I like Grace. I call her G. Lily. I like That happens sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) see this is why i don't talk about southern hospitality um but anyways she's into like (laughs) meditating and doing all these uh calm you know affirmational things but like you said lucia and mia they are the show um i thought that i was gonna like only fans boy the milk boy what's his name ocean ocean He's uh, like, I th- at first I thought it was good that he was like a girl's girl, a girl's guy, mm-hmm. but he's not like Peter Thomas where it's fun to watch. It's just him taking up for Maddie because you know that he wants Maddie. So it's just, it's kind of boring to watch, but especially when it? he yelled at, he yelled at Lucia when they were drunk in Miami. It was like, bitch, don't make me come down there and snatch you up. Like, you know, I'm in South Florida. He's not really what I thought he was going to be. And as far as uh, who else? I went through most of the cast. Bradley and this whole. So there's a storyline, Aaron. I don't know. You don't watch, so you know, you don't know. But there's a storyline that Bradley got his dick sucked behind the restaurant, behind a dumpster that Maddie keeps talking about. And Maddie's like the manager or some shit like that. And he denies it. And Grace Lily said that she didn't see it, but Maddie has been going with the story. So in order to get back at Maddie, she basically told, he basically told her that, you know, her boyfriend is cheating on her. Now there's this back and forth of the girl that he allegedly cheated with said that she was only doing it, uh, saying it to get back at him, yada, yada. But this man has cheated on Maddie before. It's like a whole, uh, you know, like a, a, a love triangle slash drama storyline but it just doesn't have my attention we're missing um is it is mikhail mikhail yeah mikhail took a step back which i actually think was extremely wise i mean if if it was for himself then is it for well do you know why he took a step back yeah he said that he was not happy with his appearance on season one. And I think that is because when you look back at the episodes, he was turning to yeah. alcohol because he wasn't being open about his, his, his sexuality. So I like when he comes in season two, cause he does have this 
maturity to him, which I think is like really refreshing. And also I felt season one, he kind of got stereotyped as like the black gay best friend who's like loud and combative and, and, and aggressive. We're his spotlight to me this season is when he sat down with Brad and was like, yeah, that was a lie. I never saw you get your dick sucked behind the restroom. I was just taking up for Maddie. And that's where I was like, I'm grateful that he said that because I think it is so dangerous what she has done and at this current time of filming continues to do because I don't mean to put on my cultural critic hat, but it's in me. There is something in the history of this country when a white woman accuses a black man of something that he did not do out of some type of own place and then that impacts him. I think Brad has said like, you know, you impacted my business. Like I'm not in relationship with that person anymore. And she does not take that seriously. So it was good to also see Mikhail like back him up and be like, no. And then we see in the Miami, every see Jillian is like, no. Yeah, I won't so, say that. Like you want me to yeah. say that, but that's not what I saw. And, you know, she was just on Watch What Happens Live and Andy was very much holding her feet to the flames. So I hope we also see that in the reunion of like, what was the purpose behind you creating a lie, spreading the lie and disseminating the lie? Because she didn't do like a housewife. It didn't have like a sharp tactic, you know? It was like, I'm doing this from a place of anger and pain. And I'm like, well, babe, that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And I feel like it's going to like be her reckoning at the reunion. Yeah, I I really like uh, Mikkel. And I hope that he's able to come back in a different light for season three. So Same. we can have it. Because I was actually really focused on his storyline. His storyline was he was telling his uh, friends and close family that he was a gay man. Yeah, that tea party was a mess. That was cringeworthy. But the rest of his scenes, it, um, I really enjoyed him as a character. So mm -hmm. if he can step back and he can step back in to like reinvent the way that he wants to be seen, that is great. Uh, what I did like about the last episode was that it was the 10th anniversary of the business. And I just thought it was so, in a good way, ironic that Republic is owned by people of color. And it's where some of the biggest moments in Southern Charm have has happened and still is happening. Um, and Mia is is <laughs> Mia is is one thing. Like her new boyfriend is so fine. I just have to say that. Like I hope that they are still together. I would like to see them together. They make a great couple. Um, Miles better than Joe Bradley and just in the looks department, you know, he might not be shit in real life. Don't hold me to, you know, don't hold me to my word. But I'm just saying about what Mia can do and what Mia can get. It's what she, that's on her playing field and her level. Because at the end of the day, I think what they didn't understand about Mia was, uh, this is, I, the very first and second episode was Mia basically quitting her job because uh, Lucia got caught allegedly drinking on the job which I'm like um that's kind of weird because you have people leaving their job to go and see if their dude is cheating which they definitely are you have people dating each other who are supposed to be in management positions you have a lot of hypocritical things going on what I didn't like um but it's it's definitely if you want something that reminds you of very old Vanderpump rules maybe not as good as that but something to start off with it's good 
to watch. I was expecting I was a little bit. I was just about to say that too. Kind of from what you're describing, it's giving me like season it one, is. season two of Vanderpump Rules. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It, mm-hmm. it absolutely, it absolutely is. I was expecting a little bit more from them, but I think it's because they don't have more episodes. They have a very short season, so they're not able to. So I feel like some things are are missing because they have to edit it down so much. But I feel like it definitely deserves a third season. Do not give them the family karma, winter house, you know, treatment. But uh, <laughs> and Bravo is so nasty because they're like paused. <laughs> I love myself some family karma. I remember I was reading the press coverage around BravoCon because yeah, journalist Bravo Holic intersection of the two, and the NBC executive was like, "We love family karma. We're gonna bring it back." And when I saw the cast member get engaged, I was like, "Are there cameras? Like, are we?" catching this because that was part of her storyline for seasons so I hope eventually they are people of their word and bring it back I am curious to hear y'all thoughts about Winter House some people named it like a pandemic experiment that went on for too long (laughs) I think that Aaron would name it that me personally I think they messed up when they put the below deck crew on it was like we already didn't want the Southern Charmers on aka Austin and Craig but -hmm. you're now going to put no offense below deck people on when we don't know them like that i didn't want that i didn't want to see that um <laughs> i wanted more single men just like with with summer house i want more single men and single women we're not fighting over the same crusty dusty musty old dudes that we know are in either relationships marriages or situationships and then you mm-hmm. have these like gorgeous women and it just doesn't make sense to look at it was cringeworthy it was embarrassing it was not what we expected to get it wasn't as fun it Mm -hmm. was just very weird this season um but the good thing about it is that Corey and sam broke up um and and that's a a good thing i do think that down the road it should it should be a pause but it can come back I want them to get Summer House right, which it seems like they might be, you know, doing. Bring mm-hmm. on, you know, people from Martha's Vineyard. Like, yeah. they had Jordan, but bring on maybe another person from the Vineyard and just keep it to the Summer House and maybe even not the Vanderpump Rules crew either, even though Tom Schwartz being there was funny because everyone was roasting him. Keep mm-hmm. it to the Summer House crew in the wintertime keep it a few episodes like it is it's just something fun to watch it's not something that's supposed to be a flagship 
show the way that I feel like they were trying to make it with this big reunion and all the, and the four, like, I think that was like, what, two parts? It needs to be like a 30 minute reunion. It was just, it's not. I think they should also maybe revamp it if all else fails and make it like kind of like a house of villains in a sense with, Mm. you know, without the villains, but more so like people that we have enjoyed, maybe friend of like Jacqueline, like some people that we haven't Mm. seen in a while that we really like that have been on the sidelines for a while, like our favorite housewives friends, like maybe a show with Dwight. I don't know. I know he's older, but throw his ass in there. Throw him in there okay, with Jacqueline. So what you want is a new show. You don't want Winter House. That's not Winter House at all, baby. I think you but it can be Winter mish, House. A mishmash of like yeah. Bravo stars. That is a great idea, but it ain't gonna be called Winter. Like, we're gonna have Dwight. I Dwight. do. I still think that could still be Winter House because they can do like winter activities. I think Dwight would cuss everybody out. It would yeah. be right. And would be justified. It's funny. I listened to Sam's interview on Not Skinny But Fat. And the host was like, so why weren't you a full-time member of Winter House? And she was like, well, you know, it's supposed to be like Summer House, which is like singles. And like Corey and I were still like undefined. So they were like, okay, we're going to throw you in halfway through filming. So I feel like Winter House and Summer House from my opinion, and also what I've read on Bravo and Cocktails, which did come true because Winterhouse is paused momentarily. So I don't know who's willing to give up their full-time employment to give that to us, but thank you in advance. Um, is I think Bravo is in an interesting place where you have the younger shows, but the younger shows have come have like aged. Like Vanderpump isn't a young show anymore. Southern Charm isn't a young show anymore. Like they've we've grown with them. So I feel like Winter House is almost like their testing ground to be like, okay, like, let me throw this in. Let me throw this in. It's kind of like that meme of like that person who's making French fries and then like the pot blows up. Like, I feel like they just keep on adding people and they're like, this is going to be really good. But season three was just like, Danielle didn't need to be there. She needed to mourn that, that, that breakup in peace. Give Kyle and Amanda a spinoff already. Please, please do so. I, I, they, they're married. I don't think they're divorcing. An alleged lover boy spinoff is happening. So I think they'll eventually leave Summer House and Carl will go with them. Lindsay was good the first two seasons. I don't think she's going to join Roni. So I'm very curious to see where her reality TV show will go. Jordan's the breakout star of Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Tom is after that. Tom is going down with Tom. Tom's going down with Tom. We don't know anything about Gazelle's boyfriend, Jason. I don't I know anything about his storyline outside of like Gazelle. Oh, yeah, he was there one day. I'm like, what? Below deck, I don't think it's that popular. So it's kind of like let this random person walk into the house party. Okay, so like ratings-wise, it absolutely is popular, but since it's because since it's like outside, like in the I see what you mean. Like it's not yeah. in the scope of, you know, like we want to see them. Oh my god, how would they mingle with someone from another? You know, it was the gossip is not the same. It's just a a whole you know different experience because we're used to seeing them on boats with their people, serving people, and having their own separate drama. 
but when we tried to put them somewhere especially captain sandy showed up out of nowhere and someone else showed up it was just it was just a weird a weird time they are fun to to watch but they need to be in the below deck universe and i think the disadvantage is the below deck universe is international when all the other shows are like in the u.s so it's like when they come to New York, of course, they're going to like hang out with like Summer House. When they go to L.A., of course, they're going to see Vanderpump or Orange County. Or right. Yeah. And Below Deck is like, well, if I'm Heather Gay and I can charter a yacht, then I'll hang out with them. Or like if I'm Adriana and like the hot captain like docks in Miami. But other than that, I feel like they enter the house and people are like, so <laughs> we're mutuals on Instagram and we're meeting for the first time would you like to take a shot or i like that you know they didn't put just one person in there like it was um oh. Oh. and hi yeah, can, this is my dad everyone you can walk through dad hi dad i have to say said hi dad you can we're just we're gonna edit this out or maybe we'll keep it in it's kind of it's kind of cute we'll probably keep it in yeah. okay. he's, he's already made his thing okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as, as far as uh, Winter House goes, I, I won't miss it. You know, it, it's it's cute. It's just something to watch. Like it's not a, a, a flagship show that I'm going to be like yeah. devastated about. I do love Bravo and Cocktails. That has been my source since the very beginning. They're right about a lot of things, um, including. If you want to get into uh, Miami a little bit, they let us know that something was going on with Larsa and Marcus, but <laughs> it's so I'll funny. It up now. <laughs> They're back together, honey. Larsa and Marcus, they broke up and they were in contact with each other the whole time and then they got back together. And the thing is, people are like wondering like what happened? Why did this happen? Why are they acting the way that they are? My thing is Larsa is trying to get ratings for Miami. This is a fact. We know that these two are stuck like Velcro right now. So why would they choose he'll be back? Why would they choose Valentine's Day to break up and then get back together when the the episode is about to air that everyone is gonna see the infamous video that we posted from TMZ of Michael Jordan saying hell to the no when it comes to do you want your son to marry Larsa Pippen? Why would she choose now to do this relationship? If anything, they should have appeared together even stronger just to prove to people like, hey, we're going pretty good. So Larsa is doing it for PR. She has a big diamond ring, a brand new big diamond ring on her finger. I wouldn't say that she is engaged, but I wouldn't, I don't know. She knows exactly what she's doing. And for me personally, I'm here for it because Miami has had a great season. Um, I thought they were going to lose something when they brought it to the actual channel, but they didn't really lose a lot. They still kept that momentum going. It's still drama between the girls. It still has that same vibe. I don't mind if they take it back to Peacock. I don't know. Some people were saying they want it back on Peacock because it was a different experience. What do you think of Miami? 
I have to give a bouquet of flowers to Kiki. I think Kiki really is shining. She's excelling this season. I like the edit that she's getting because, you know, sometimes friend dubs can just only be known for like a moment in time or a catchphrase where Kiki is delivering background. She's doing storytelling. We're hearing about her children. You know, we're hearing about her upbringing in Haiti. And I think it's drawing us so much closer because when that big blow up happened on the boat between her and Lisa, I went on social media and there were more people for Kiki than there were for Lisa. So when a friend of was getting more attention than a a full time, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe the tides are turning. But my one gripe about Miami, and this kind of extends to the other Housewives universe, is that we love these women, right? We're on a podcast for these women. We follow them. We are with them. However, I think the age gap is something we've yet to be explored between the Housewives because the older ones, though they may be like an Erica Jane and they surround themselves with queer people and younger people and really just seem like open, they still have these very traditional views around like femininity around womanhood and marriage and i see that especially around like parenting and the way in which alexia and marisol come for nicole where like they're almost like you know we're we're cuban you have to honor your father you have to respect your father and nicole is like younger and she's like he has abandoned me. He has hurt me. He has harmed in violence. I'm establishing this relationship on my own accord. And I I find that that's, that's the thing that comes back season after season, reunion after reunion. And I think there's something deeper there that we really need to like, hmm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And I think that's why Nicole said on Bitches that she wants, or Beaches, whatever it is. Lord, please forgive me for cussing on this podcast. But I think that's why she said she wanted a younger housewife and i was like oh the younger housewives want they want some support they want some backup because miami has never gotten over the old new complex they still are like what are you gonna do about it nicole gertie i feel you i feel you i didn't even look at it uh like that i i I definitely see what you mean because even when it comes to uh you know i don't want to speak ill of the dead because her dad has passed away it's just that even last night when they sat down there was just still that old way of thinking with him himself um and having a younger girlfriend and having kids and all that stuff and she was very free to like her mind stuff like that i just don't want them to start trending younger um i i don't like when housewives are born in the 80s especially before 85 it's just very weird when were they born i'm about to look this up yeah no i like my housewife to be a strong like 60s 70s sometimes even 50s baby it Mm -hmm. just Depends on what city, because the further you go back, the more. Yeah, was, you, you, you want some old people on OC, girl? You, you know where. 
We know who they were. I think we're Jake's doing. Day. We're like doing pretty season stylish. <laughs> yeah, we're like, doing you know. pretty good. But right um, okay, so let's really get into what every, was on everyone's tip of the tongue. I know that Man I'm bro. the one. I'm the odd one out here, obviously. Vanderpump I'm dancing to the theme song. <laughs> Ooh, it's I love that white woman. I be listening to the best. Shout out to Dina. Um, so what have you been enjoying this season? We're three episodes in. Uh. Mm-hmm. I love Miss Maddox. And let me tell you about this. Because being broken up with is a universal experience being cheated on as a universal experience all we got to do is listen to summer walker it is universal a man treating you like trash a man sleeping with your best friend in the same house she built i mean i just quoted every 80s 90s r&b love song right but what she did i just heard like jasmine sullivan reclaim my time she took all the time he stole from her in such a bold fashion which she rightfully deserves. And I take gripe when people are like, tell her to get over it, tell her to get over it. When it's like some of y'all haven't taken enough spiritual baths and had enough cord cutting rituals to get over the person who didn't pick you for the high school prom. So I don't think that you're any position of expertise to tell someone how they're supposed to move through a breakup. She just happens to have the whole entire world on her. Y'all only had close friends on Instagram in a group chat. Listen, for me personally, she's not doing enough. And I, I was the one, I want y'all to know it wasn't Aaron. I posted it. No, it like, wasn't. If, they knew. They knew in the comments. If, wasn't y'all all the shit are, that I if Ariana is doing too much for y'all, don't you ever, not even cheat on me, don't even just look at me weird. Because I'm going to be on your ass, baby. Like, the fact that he even feels comfortable even coming home, I would literally be going on chat GPT to figure out the different ways each day I can make this man want to leave the house. There's absolutely no way that you want to have a birthday party, that you want to go on the road, sing about what you did to me. Mm-hmm. Do a little song and dance, and then come home and paint your little white toenails. Absolutely, the fuck not. Are you going to have this bitch who you cheated on me with? I'm sorry, at that time she was still being a bitch. Have her send a fucking postcard to my house with your little secret code that y'all were playing with in front of my face lightning bolts? Lightning bolts, and this was only three months after 90 days, and we've been together 10 years. You leave the house, bitch. I'm not ever leaving this house. I'm not selling it. I'm not doing anything. And of course, I'm going to continue to go on Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to go on Broadway. I'm going to have my bouncy paper towels, my glad trash bags. I'm going to have every deal in the world. And I would go on every podcast. I would go on NPR. I would go on Fox News and let the world know what the fuck you did to me three months after and y'all want her to get over it and hang around him and understand that the show has to go on when these bitches made enough money to buy a house off my name. So not only am I going to be going in on you, I'm going to be going in on my friends who done made that money talking on their podcast selling merch on my name. Absolutely the fuck not. Aaron, would you like to add anything? Because I know you're on the opposite side. Go ahead. 
the floor is yours. Respectfully, respectfully, I do understand. There are a lot of people who feel like Kaya. No, like there Kaya. aren't. There's not a lot. Everyone's saying move well, on. Well, I did see. I did see a lot of her supporters in the comments. I'd say for that particular post, only because everyone else has been like, "Go, move on." I'm the only I was account not, I'm that a was big not believer. scared. I'm a big believer in you're in a really good position. The best way to deal with people is karma. Mm -hmm. You can't hold on to things forever. I believe there's nothing wrong with getting your lick back. There's nothing wrong with doing what you have to do to feel like even. But at a certain point, it's like you have all these opportunities and all these things going for you. And then you have, she has a new boyfriend. She's in a relationship now. Yeah, I have my boyfriend in the house, actually. Yeah, and I believe as as much as as much as Rachel was there, I believe she can do that. But it's it's just, and I will say on this episode, it was a lot better. Like I don't think that she was talking about him a lot. I don't think it was last episode. It was a lot. I'm not gonna lie, but this episode it seemed more toned down. It seemed like he, if anything, went out his way to go to the same location that she was at. I don't know if they had that plan, but I'm really where Lisa Vanderpump is standing right now. She's like, apologize so we can all move on. And that's and the thing, he forward. won't even apologize. So if the dude Just won't even apologize, apologize, then where do we say, even... you know what I'm saying? But I what I what I also can't take to <laughs> when it comes to not just Ariana, but In just general. these this group. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the women of Vanderpump Rules. We've seen the first, second, and third season. So we've seen how they play. So why is it now that it's like Sandoval and um, both uh, Schwartz are like the scum of the earth? Like, y'all are the same type of people. Because at the end, when they were like, when Ariana was doing all of this with Schwartz and when Katie, and they kind of ganged up on Schwartz, I was like, well... Where, why is all this energy for Schwartz? Because um, he knew the whole time and he was lying the whole time. And he acted like he didn't know. And he also wants people to give Tom Sandoval a hug and he wants people to... I also want to know like, too, don't you think that Ariana's girls would have had her back too if the roles were reversed? Because I do believe that they would have coddled her. I do believe they would have found... But but I'm saying if they were. But they are So we have to we have to we have to play fair. He's gonna stick up for his friend as they're gonna coddle her when she's wrong too. So it's like if we're we we can't. But just they're do not that. coddling her. They're they're trying to reach out to not just Schwartz. They're trying to be friends again with Sandoval. She I'm saying as, a, as of right now, it seems like Katie and her are in a good place. I don't know what they're gonna do on the next episode, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're all just like it's only gonna be Katie that sits by her side. The first her. episode, we literally already lost someone from the ship. The first episode, Lala was already like, okay, I want to talk to Rachel. We lost someone the first so, episode. The bitch sent her a, a voice message. But, and, and like I said, I feel like that was honestly production, and Lala was like, well, and I Lala knew it because, because she's, in the, she's in the after show talking just as much shit. Then, the second episode, we got Sheena, and then this third episode, we got well, Sheena, Sheena reminiscing. She's Sheena always ain't loyal to nobody. So. And my whole thing is, I don't even know why Sandoval is like, oh, she's such a good friend. She's so this, she's so that. She's not a good friend. She's a shitty person. <laughs> and that's it. It's like, this is Vanderpump Rules, and that's why I like the show, because it's shitty people who do shitty things right. all the time. You're right. 
That's what I loved about the show. But now it's like everybody's acting like, but I didn't do that. You think they? Well, they didn't. That's the difference. It's also I like you're not that. showing so any I'm growth. I'm a much better person. You are 41 years old. It's like old. they just pull out these angel wings. It's you, like you, Lala, we've seen how you came on the show. Uh-huh. Ariana, we've seen how you came on the show. James Kennedy, I don't even know why James is upset. <laughs> because you slept with that man's girlfriend and his bed. With his condoms. And used his condoms. Yeah, that was So bad. it's like, let's, enough. That's why I feel like I'm where Lisa Vanderpump is because she's like, oh, we've all come on, guys. Like, we've all had affairs. We've all. I think Lisa's saying that because she's a side bitch. Uh, and that's another conversation Absolutely. for another day. I do. I've been saying that since I this do. happened because you she's been a that. little bit too. She has been one. Didn't before. I say that? And she knows. I have this. She's lived tailored. a thousand. I feel like from Lisa Vanderpump listens to some of our I gotta wet my whistle for From it. the beginning of Scandal, <laughs> Lisa has just been like, oh, that's just what they do to each other. Oh, these kids, these, these kids. But my thing is, you're not children, lie? you're 41. You're She's 41 with white male polish. She's been dealing with these heifers since first season. She's like, I have seen it all. Okay? Right, but is there no growth? That's what we're all. You want people to forgive yeah. people, but there's no growth. There's no accountability. There's no real apologies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. So as soon like if if he was actually if he was actually like coming to the group and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. And he just shuts the fuck up about it, that would be one mm-hmm. thing. Okay, I can't say too much. He just keeps giving me ammo. He keeps talking about this and that and how he was in love and how you can't believe Rachel didn't say happy birthday and how he was in love and how and how and how James did this. Well, yeah, and you're the oldest sh- one on the cast. It's the show. They're gonna. He's a shitty person. They're gonna show it. Right. So then we're gonna it's treat like you we- like you are. <laughs> but then they also made they they did also bring up the suicidal comments and i'm like we just have to be careful with how far we go i think it's okay mm-hmm. to but say, what are they like, doing you know, i i totally agree with that once that's i'm not even I'm not... just talking about them i'm just talking about in general with the whole fan base and oh like you mean like the, the media like how, how yeah just the media yeah and, and it gets and it gets bigger when you have sheena who's on multiple podcasts talking about it and then accusing him of sleeping with billy possibly it's like you're just throwing all kinds of shit out of nowhere. And then it's like dragging him even more. That's what happens on the show. If you keep talking about it and you keep talking about it and you keep shitting on the person on the show, mm-hmm. the audience is going to watch that and you're right. pretty much do the same thing. I can agree with that. One, You ate that one little thing, I will say. You definitely ate that because you needed something. Um, but at the same, I had to go to court real quick. No, and you did that well. I feel like you are Ebony K. Williams holding court right now, and you are standing <laughs> strong. But if he, this is this is the same. Okay, we're having this on cam- camera conversation, and that's what someone had a criticism about. I think it was a, I, I read something about how they're not like really breaking the fourth wall enough, um, mm-hmm. because they need to be talking about this. Sandoval is being very, very vulnerable and he could be telling the truth about his thoughts with, you know, trigger warning suicide. Like, I, I believe that because the whole world was talking about this. But at the same time, this is the same person who's going to shows 
talking about Schwartz's mom and how he still, you know, he has no house and Ariana has his house and he's talking about the situation himself. And so it's not mom. like he's shutting up and everyone is attacking him. No, baby. You're I definitely have an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. about Vanderpump. Walk with me, talk with me, be with me. Vanderpump has always had a problem with women. And even the women on Vanderpump have a problem with women. And I want to call in LVP right now. I want to call her in. Call her in. I can't say sister to sister, not during this month. Maybe March. (laughs) Don't say that here. I didn't say this month. Next month is Women's History Month. She can talk to me there. She can't talk to me June because that's pride. But she is an old woman. And I do not mean that to be ages, but she has old women mentalities in the ways in which she protects the boys. She protects mm-hmm. Sandoval, she protects Swartz, she protects James. She protects them in the way that she doesn't protect the women. I think I saw something recently. She wanted Ariana gone many seasons ago. Her love for Ariana only came when the money and the brand. I will say I, will, I also wanted Ariana to go many seasons ago because I thought that it was wrong what she did to Kristen, but then Kristen turned out to be racist. So I'm sorry, Ariana. I will still help you with um, fucking that house up. Go ahead. Hey, do it. But also, I never saw Ariana throughout all the time she's been in her season to think she's about to Lisa Left Eye Lopez's house. That's not her contribution to reality TV. She's not the one to kind of get rough and tough and Russell. I don't think that's in her. I don't think that's like, that's not her. So in a in an environment like Vanderpump that I used to call like white people Zeus, like I still remember when like Scandoval and, and Jax, like that he threw that glass and he was bleeding. He was like, yeah, let's fight. Like that's is, like, yeah. That's, it has that, but it's gotten refined over time for like mm. the major, for the press, for the non bravoholics right. but they still have that beast in them. And I think honestly, if you look at like Ariana, like I saw her, she did something with Good Morning America. She's doing stuff with CBS New, like she's being media trained. Her card is, is coming up. And the thing is when she clocks in that final card, she has already moved in a space of celebrity that Sheena and Lala and Scandaval and Shorts have been trying for decades. I don't think that it's flip-flopping. I still think it's that general irritation. Like you get this opportunity, you get this, it launches you, it elevates you. And even though it was wrong how she came in with the cheating thing, throughout the whole entire series, she's kind of been like, the saint right like you really couldn't call her to be like she's not doing anything like sleeping with somebody's husband or doing all that stuff they come from that reality school tv method where it's like i have to i have to entertain i gotta perform i gotta throw a punch i gotta do this i gotta do that and the fact that ariana was able to go to the white house correspondence dinner so with lala but ariana kept on growing and those opportunities didn't come for lala so now she's like oh you think you're better than me. I really think that's the mentality that they're not talking about. You think you're better than me. Because here's the thing. When Ariana's in the press, she's talking about Chicago. She's talking about her boyfriend. She's talking about how she went to school for musical theater, how her parents always went to her shows. They're not around. That is good wholesome cover story profile feature. I want to root for you. Everybody else 
It's what happened in the car between James and Allie. It's fuck Mary Kill with Scandal. It's Billy Lee. They're still thinking Bravo fame. Ariana is thinking, how can I make this long-term thing? And I think we're seeing that play out in this current season where they're like, okay, well, Raquel's not coming back, so I can't milk this cow for what it's worth. I can't milk Ariana because that girl has gone to therapy and she got a fine Asian boyfriend. What's the next wave? Because like allegedly Vanderpump was gonna get canceled if not for Scandalfall. Yeah, it was. And now it's and now the thing is, if Ariana leaves, who's gonna be the 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 reason why people tune in? Yeah. But yeah. I do think that's what Lala's thinking. Yeah. I but think he, Lala's like, said, you think what she's the setting hell up the future we gonna, of Vanderpump? I, I do. I think she's like, well, what Which, the hell we gonna do? Next? I think she is. She is, because she's a long-term thing. But the thing is, Ariana, as Swartz said, has become the scorn saint of, of, of women everywhere. Lala, unfortunately, which I think, you know, maybe in 15 years will be different. People still see her with her scarlet letter. They still see her as a Jezebel. They still see her as, as the whore, which sucks because that means that some of the fan base will never empathize with her in the ways that Ariana can. Mm-hmm. But... You trying to side with Scandaval and Raquel isn't going to bring them to you. And yeah. I just want her to figure out you're too young to be a housewife. You don't want to be on these younger shows. So what is your reality TV career? Maybe that like? should be the potster. Because we got to wrap. I don't want to cut you off. But we got to uh-huh. wrap. I think that's a good potster. Like, where do you see Lala going from here? Because she yes. might not, you know. She might be, she might be the, like Aaron is saying, she might be the future of Vanderpump Rules if Ariana has to go. And that would be good. But everyone. And there's also your point too, Taylor. Everyone she might go be. to the d- description and follow Taylor. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you so much. And we'll be with you guys yes. next week for the pop culture episode. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you. Yes. A Huda Media Production.